Hey guys, welcome to Wing It. This is a podcast where every week myself, Aisha, will be talking to my bezzy mate Yvonne about <laughs> about our life. So um, that is literally anything and everything. So we hope that you enjoy it. Every single week it's going to be a different topic. So we always welcome uh, new ideas, new discussion points, uh, whatever you guys want to hear us talking about, just holler. Um, and we will be discussing it and winging it. Whoop. Hey guys, welcome to episode one of Wing It, where you will be listening in on the conversation between two mates just chatting about the ups and downs of life in our 20s. So my name is Aisha. And I'm Yvonne. And today we really wanted to make this episode to introduce ourselves, because obviously there'll be people listening who know either Aisha or myself and not us both and how we met and also just talk about why we wanted to initially make the podcast as well um so Aisha I don't know if you want to kick it off and say what your background is um and how you got to where you are today really what's the sitch yeah definitely um so I I mean I won't bore you with all of the details but um I grew up in Windsor which I'm sure you guys will be very very familiar with um as it is the place where most people would associate with the Queen um and I actually went to school literally right next to Windsor Castle so that was um it was interesting I was um at that school pretty much throughout primary secondary and sixth form and it was quite a small catholic all girls private school so you can imagine kind of the uh the environment that i was in for that for that amount of time i honestly find that hilarious i really do i don't i don't think that talking to me you would think that i'd gone to a private all girls catholic school right and wasn't it run by nuns it was previously run by nuns that's that baffles me <laughs> um but it was a really nice place to go to school because obviously you had the long walk you had the gardens it makes me sound extremely posh um but then I ended up going to Leeds Uni which was you know like a 180 shift in my life um, oh my. <laughs> um but that's I've never been to Leeds but what was it like you do need to go to Leeds it's amazing it's I I actually got made fun of when I decided to go there because everyone was just like haha you're only going there for the partying bearing in mind I've been to a club once at this point so I had no Uh. what uh, the party life was like there but it's it's beautiful if any of you guys have never been to Leeds I highly highly recommend it um there's like I just love the fact that the uni and the campus was really big but really small um you could get everywhere by foot the union was absolutely amazing but like going from a classroom of like 20 people literally in the whole year to then a lecture hall of like 100 was a huge slap in the face like it was such a reality check for me um and it really kind of opened my eyes to a lot of issues that I had just been completely unaware of like I was just so ignorant of them growing up in a place like Windsor um and especially kind of the people that I was coming into contact with the friends I made um and I think it's safe to say that I'm a completely different person now because of that um and I'm glad I did have that uni experience would you Um, say it was like a culture shock 
I, t- yeah, I would, yeah, I would say so. I mean, the south and the north of England are quite different anyway. But just mm-hmm. even just being away from home, you know, my family, they are liberal. Um, but they're also, you know, they were quite protective when I was growing up. So being away from home for the first time and just, you know, coming home when I wanted, you know, doing what I wanted, like, that was huge for me. It was it was something that I'd never experienced. Um, so, yeah, I guess I guess you could say it was a culture shock. Um, but I think it's it, probably quite diverse in Leeds in comparison to Windsor as well. Yeah, hugely diverse. Um, and it was actually interesting that the majority of students that I came into contact with, they were Southerners, they weren't Northerners. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the North-South divide debate was always something that was going on in the common room. Um, but yeah, huge, huge mix of people. Um, and in my first year, I lived in halls, um, and it was an international hall. So I was lucky enough to actually meet a people from all over the world who were like also mature students who were coming from the year abroad and things like that. So it was really, really fun in that, in that sense. Um, but it also kind of invited a lot of challenges for me and, you know, mentally, mentally, um, and physically as well, because I was doing languages. So I was spending a lot of time abroad. Um, and I think even after graduating, it just made my expectation of life a lot harder to kind of like, it, it just made it a lot harder to get back into the real world, I guess. Um, and what that you, was actually, hey? What do you mean by that? So in terms of, you know, you've, you've, been at uni you've been doing what you want you know you've had your student loan in I wasn't working that much at uni because I was abroad so much and my course was quite full on Mm -hmm. um and when I graduated I literally took up the first job I got like it I was so stuck in my head about getting a job about getting a job about getting a job if I don't get a job I'm a failure Mm -hmm. rather than taking time out and taking a breather like if anyone listening is kind of at that stage where they're just about to graduate or they've just graduated and they're not sure what to do, do not rush into anything. Like that is one of the biggest mistakes I think I made because I rushed into a corporate London job where I was waking up at six in the morning for a two hour commute into London and not getting back until like seven, eight in the evening. Jam packed tube jam-packed train I did that for nine months working in central London under a boss who honestly um her managerial style was very cutthroat um it wasn't anything like I was used to um I won't say much more but I will say that the majority of graduates who joined with me when I joined had left within the first year. Um, So I will kind of just leave it at that. Um, I don't understand why I didn't quit early. I quit after nine months. Um, But that's actually how Yvonne and I met. (laughs) That's very true. Um... (laughs) She was my (laughs) saviour. we'll we'll get on to that how we met because I think that ties in nicely how we met but um how how soon after you graduated did you get this job oh I I started about a week after I had to take a holiday what? Day. yeah I had to take a holiday day from when I stopped from my job to to go to my graduation ceremony 
Like I had no downtime. I had nothing. So you literally packed up uni and then left and then and then went straight into your job a week later. Started my job a week later. Yeah. Okay, that's something I didn't actually know. Uh, I didn't know you started that soon. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it, going back to like the theory of something slapping you in the face, when you leave uni and you you come into the real world, I feel like that is a slap in the face. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah. I feel like it when you graduate, it is a massive reality check as well. Because you're 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 faced with obviously getting a full-time job. I feel obviously you're protected, like you said, as a child by your parents. You're in your bubble, you're at school. But then when you go to university, you're a bit more you're still in a bubble. But I feel particularly for me, I was in a bubble of not really having any responsibility. Mm. Whereas when you leave uni, you're like, bam, I now have to get a job. I have to probably find some place to live if I don't want to live uh, with my parents again. You're hit with so much responsibility that that's what you're not prepared for. Mm. And that also links nicely into why we wanted to make this podcast, because we want to really talk about our experiences in our 20s and share them with you guys if if you're just graduating or just leaving school you're gonna have to go through these transitions as well so really being prepared and hopefully us discussing and giving our experiences so then hopefully you can learn from them and there's a lot about life you don't learn in school you have to learn as you go through life and for me I didn't I I was thinking about this the other day when you're 18 you want to be an adult you want to be treated like an adult you want to have all this responsibility you can do it you feel like you can do it but at the age of 26 now I don't want this responsibility (laughs) I want to go back to a child I want to go back to that safe place where I didn't have to call up the recycling company or the council every two weeks because I didn't collect my recycling. And I think I came into work one day with you and our manager. And I said, guys, I've just had my first experience of real adulthood. And you obviously said, what? I said, I had to call the council, Reading Borough Council, to take my recycling. That is the day it dawned on me that I was an adult. Because... That's what it's all about, isn't it? It's about doing these boring responsibilities oh. that you would never do as a child and you would never think about doing. Literally. You don't there is there are things as an adult that you that you realize that you have to do that you don't even know were things. <laughs> like yes. honestly, it's it's crazy. I think my biggest slap in the face of adulthood was um honestly after I graduated and I went straight into full-time work yeah. for a week. Like there was no breathing space. I don't, I think I was just so caught up in the moment of I've graduated and now I've got a job. Yeah. That I just didn't step back and, you know, give myself time. And I really suffered because of that. Um, really, really suffered. And I, at that point, you don't even know what you want to do. Like, unless you've graduated in something like dentistry or medicine where you know what your next steps are. That's I mean, a clear I, focus. Yeah. yeah. I graduated in French and Arabic. So I did a languages degree. Um, the reason I chose that degree was purely because I loved languages, I loved traveling, still do. Um, and I, you know, it was just something that I wanted 
that I wanted to pursue but I didn't know what kind of you know career or job I wanted to lead with that and I don't think a lot of people do I mean if you're in this situation right now we'd love to hear your opinion because I mean Yvonne you did languages as well right and I think we're both in the same boat all right <laughs> mate we're 26 and we still don't know what we want to do <laughs> so uh to all those who are struggling at the age of 16 like we will do an episode on kind of choosing your options at the age of 16 or 18 um because we know a couple of people that are, are going through it now or are going to go th- or have recently been through it but the idea of choosing your subjects and choosing your life and your career at the age of 18 is baffling mm-hmm. because something I wanted to do at the age of 18 is definitely something I don't want to do now yeah. um and talking about me a little bit then so um I went to se- I went to school in secondary school in Slough and I went to a grammar school so it was a very uni focused environment for me mm-hmm. so if you didn't go to university or you didn't want to go to university you were branded as a bit of a failure and you weren't taken care of yeah. which was really unfortunate because I've spoken to this person a lot um I have a particular friend in mind and he knows who he is because I say this success story all the time he (laughs) went he didn't go to university he made the conscious decision not to go and he is the one doing the best out of all of us I always say we are 50 grand in debt and he Mm -hmm. is 50 grand up he is earning at least 50k and that to me I always tell young people just because you don't go to university or you don't want to it's definitely not the be all and end all. You can still be so successful without a degree. And particularly with this climate as well, it's you just because you have a degree, it doesn't mean you're guaranteed a job. 100%. And it's interesting you said that actually, because there's also a few girls who are in my class and bearing in mind how tiny this class was. And it was very frowned upon if you weren't going to uni at that time. Like this is talking like a, f- a few years ago. Um, and they are two of the most successful from what I've seen on their social media. Anyway, they are two of the most successful girls who, um, yeah, who are just staying at life at, right now. Yeah. In very reputable companies. So precisely it's crazy proves there's a lot more out there and obviously we're not saying don't go to university if you want to like for me and I think Aisha as well it was one of the best experiences of our lives Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and it definitely shaped us and who the people we are today Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not your only option Mm -hmm. and again we'll definitely do an episode on that later on Um, but I went to the University of Portsmouth so actually where Aisha lives today. So Aisha <laughs> is now understanding why I love Portsmouth so much. Um, I was there for three years and I did a year out. So I did German and Spanish. Like I said, I uh, lived in Spain for six months and I lived in Germany for four when I was uh, on my year abroad. Um, and when I graduated, so we both graduated 2016 for you yeah. as well. Yeah. So I took a month off between so I left uni mid-June and graduation I remember it was the 15th of July I had exactly a month I went traveling so I went to visit some friends um, and I went traveling with some other friends for a month graduation day happened on the Friday come Monday I was then applying for jobs so I was luckily I gave myself that month to travel to enjoy to not have that responsibility mm-hmm um and then on that Monday I started applying for jobs 
and I, I got my job. I think it took maybe six weeks to get the job. So I, I got the, you are successful, come and join our company in the middle of September. And I think I started the job actually six weeks later because I had a holiday booked again, me and my other half booked a 10 day holiday, uh, end of October. So I had about four months between graduating and starting my job where I could just chill. And obviously, because I had already secured that job, I could then spend the rest of the time relaxing. I think I had to do my first aid training. Um, And then I started my job at the end of October that year. So it was about four months, I'd say. Yeah, that's a good amount of time. Um, And I guess this is where our story or our stories uh, combine. (laughs) So I started working as an assistant manager at a tuition centre in Slough, um, which was quite good because I went to school in Slough. Slough was the high street. I was always at with my friends when I went to sixth form. We were always driving down to Krispy Kremes on a Friday. If if anybody knows or anybody doesn't know Slough, there's a huge Krispy Kreme restaurant in there, in the big Tesco. Highly recommend. It's great. amazing um and I was working there for it must was it was it six months well I got the job I got the job in April that was when my inductions were April 2017 yeah that's right so it was only six months right so I was manager for six months I remember getting Aisha's CV I read that she did a languages degree and just the experiences she had and I knew in my heart of hearts that I would get along with her and also I would hire her from (laughs) just reading her CV so I remember I called you for a telephone interview and I remember you had to leave your work for lunch or something what did you do to get the interview oh my god guys right so I didn't want I didn't want them knowing that I was applying for jobs because I had literally so it was a one-year graduate scheme um, I was with this company for um, and I think after about four months I was already looking for for other jobs um, and I think I knew kind of at this point that I wanted to do something with children do something with tutoring teaching um, so I was looking around locally so those of you who've been to the area you'll know that Windsor is pretty much right next to Slough um, so I was having a look in the local how, how long was your commute Aisha two hours no 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 how long was your commute from Windsor to Slough Oh, eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, I hate you so much. Yeah, that was a great shift. That was a great shift. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, and then what I had to do, so I was applying for jobs. I came across this great tuition centre, which my auntie had actually recommended to me. Um, but in order to do the telephone interviews, I had to sneak into a meeting room <laughs> because Yvonne was calling me in the middle of a working day which obviously I couldn't take I couldn't take the calls in 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 the office and also every time I called her in my lunch hour she would have picked up never <laughs> so we had I, I don't know how we did it but basically I was sneaking around this office for like a good month trying to do this telephone interview like I was so, like leaving messages for her whispering down the phone literally <laughs> how many times did I call you in a day oh <laughs> my god she <laughs> literally I was begging it and I don't blame her to be fair like 
she needed to get out of that situation, but she was emailing, she was calling, and I was like, what does this girl want? So eventually I managed to get through to her. And usually you obviously have to be quite, I hope uh, professional. My, man- yeah, my managers at the time are listening to this now. That would be great. But within about five minutes, I just dropped the ball. And I was like, look, Aish, just come in. I'm probably going to hire you. I probably won't do the face-to-face interview because I already like you. Your CV is great. You sound great. Come in, yada, yada, yada. And also at the time, you were, no, were you working at Legoland then? Uh, no. So I applied to Legoland at the same time. Because so the the job that I was applying for at the tuition centre was part-time. Yvonne was there full-time. So I was applying for a part-time role, but also I needed to make more money. So <laughs> at the same time, I was also applied for uh, a job, just a temp job at Legoland. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Those were the days. Oh, oh Aish, why are you late? And why are you wearing Lego uniform? Oh, yeah, I forgot my uniform in <laughs> in at home. And uh, I've just come from a Lego shift. Okay, great. Guys, if you're ever juggling jobs, make sure you take your uniform with you in the car at all times. And make sure it's not on the day your regional manager is used to come into the centre. Oh, I was in jeans, guys. I was in jeans. <laughs> oh, that was a great day. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get fired. <laughs> oh, God. Um... So yeah. you got, so we hired you, almost mm-hmm. didn't. Almost didn't. Can you believe that? <laughs> almost didn't. <laughs> I liked you. Sorry, did. <laughs> um, I liked you. Um, we hired you in April. You then obviously wanted to become a manager. That mm-hmm. was the reason why you wanted to leave your company to become a manager. And because you didn't have a lot of experience with children at that point, I recommended that you... Uh, do the part-time role get the tuition experience and then it's very easy progression to become a manager yeah also at this point though I didn't actually know about the assistant manager role do you remember you 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 mentioned it to me in the telephone interview you were like oh, why are you applying for like... tutoring role just apply for the manager role and I was like oh cool okay <laughs> yeah I was like you're you're gonna get this manager role I know this in my heart of hearts uh just do it but then I thought actually get the tuition and the children experience behind you before them becoming uh, assistant manager with me. Yeah. So it was a blossoming friendship and a blossoming road to management for a what? You got the job in November. Yeah, so I started in April. So how many months is that? April, May, June, July, August, October. Yeah, like eight, seven, eight months. I just remember as soon as you got the job, I was like, bye, I'm off to Japan for two weeks. <laughs> oh my God, guys. Adios! Abandoned me as soon as I got promoted to a job where I didn't know I did what I was doing that's so funny um and then I when was it I left in Feb 2019 um yeah yeah I left in Feb 2019 so we were managers together for about a year and a bit yeah it was over a year yeah um and honestly how much fun did we have though (laughs) oh especially with the manager that at the time uh she was our manager for I think six or eight months Mm -hmm. she'll probably end up becoming a guest on this podcast at some point because I feel like she has a lot of wisdom to give (laughs) um she's still a very good friend of ours today she when she listens to this she knows who she is she is so badass we can't even tell you (laughs) great um great manager and we had the best time we 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 did everything from um 
going to Slough High Street to talk to people, to talk to prospect members. Um, mine and Aisha's first community event was actually in Tesco. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were doing a community event in Tesco. And actually, she, while we were doing that event, you were having your first uh, telephone interview with head office to become a manager. Yes. You remember actually, that? Yeah, so they telephone interviewed me while I was on this event. But because I was working... I was a little bit distracted um, and it's actually interesting that I didn't get the job the first time round. So I was, I had the part-time job, but the full-time job, the first time I applied, they actually rejected me because they thought that I was too corporate, which is really interesting because I just come from nine months of corporate mm. London life. Um, and the way that this company worked was it was very focused on the people and it was very focused on the relationships. Whereas, as we all know, corporate London life, it tends to be more focused on the figures and um, the hierarchy. Um, Which uh, I can definitely second that. So pretty much Aisha's experience in London was a year, well, nine months in London. Then she came to the tuition centre then I, my first experience was the tuition center. Then I spent a year in London working for a travel company. So that was my last role. Um, I worked there for a year and a bit in two different roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's very much in terms of the company, cannot fault them. Uh, and definitely in terms of HR, but in terms of management, it's all about the numbers and the figures and mm-hmm. the hierarchy and it's a very different environment to where we were in Slough yeah the people as well I feel like the people in in Slough and Windsor we're just so we're just really talkative really open mm-hmm. like between you and me we had really good relationships with all of our parents and all of our families and the yeah. kids mm-hmm. and they trusted us with with stories that you would never tell yeah really stranger. personal things yeah really yeah. really personal things and I think because a lot of these people as well they were from uh kind of abroad or they didn't know the area very well obviously they'd be they'd open up to you and they'd be very honest with you about the situations and about their you know the lives that they'd just come from yeah uh, so it was really really different to obviously our experiences in London um mm-hmm. I think going into corporate life straight after a job like that again it was a completely complete slap in the face for you because I at least I went from corporate life to something like that Mm. but going the other way around I can imagine was a lot harder yeah and I mean the the, obviously being with the kids and being with the families that was the biggest thing I missed I missed leaving those relationships and also the relationships we had with our staff like our staff trusted us and we had great relationships with the tutors which was great Mm. so I didn't want to leave that behind the reason why I wanted a year in the travel industry was to eventually work with educational travel. Mm-hmm. So I very much had educational travel at the back of my mind. In order to get a role like that, I needed experience in the travel industry. Which kind of brings us up to present day, really, where mm-hmm. we are still very much in Like, we're still really good friends today. Mm-hmm. Um, because of we're so lucky that we, we met each other at the centre in Slough. Um, and we always joke with each other that our lives always come into parallel with each other, but they just happen at different times. Yeah, it's so it's so scary. Like we both did two languages at uni. We both have worked in corporate London. 
we both worked in the same tuition center we are both now in long-term relationships so to bring up to bring like to bring us right up to the present day uh i took a sabbatical last november from this tuition company but unfortunately due to covid this job no now no longer exists and yvonne uh was furloughed yeah just after she had left so we pretty much became jobless at the same time a hundred percent it was about (laughs) a month in it yeah and it's crazy and now we're both in the same positions of looking for jobs looking for the same types of jobs um and we both live in areas that the other knows really really well um, yeah which is again crazy um but it's you know again one of the reasons why we wanted to do this podcast because we are both living very very similar experiences and from our friendship circles and our social circles we feel we feel that a lot of people are going through the same thing but everyone just kind of pretends that they know what they're doing but actually no one does but no one talks about it (laughs) yeah I feel we like as people I think we are quite proud people in terms of we won't obviously give a hundred percent of it away but Mm -hmm we are open enough to talk about it and obviously want to share it with you guys because we feel it's important to Mm. to do so and in the next episode we plan on talking a lot more about our current situation and and what the experiences we we, we've been through Mm -hmm. but we just wanted to like like we said at the beginning open up the podcast letting you know our background where we've come from and kind of where we're heading um so you get to know us more and again we'd love to we'd love to hear from you guys as well where you are where you're listening um and what what you're doing in your life are you currently working full-time are you also furloughed um have you recently been made redundant this will also inspire us into what we want to talk about as well we want to talk about current issues Mm -hmm. um particularly I mean, obviously, as young and as old as as you like, but a lot of the things we will talk about will be through our 20s and on the road to 30, pretty much. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, like Yvonne said, like shout out to what you want to hear about. You know, we've, we've gone through a lot at uni as well. And um, I think it'd be, you know, great if we could hear your opinions and what you're doing. And I think we will do an episode at one point about um year abroad as well, because that's something that we oh, get asked a lot about. Um and we both did we both did one, we both did languages. So again, that's another experience that we will be able to talk about. Um but yeah, I mean we look forward to recording these episodes and we look forward to hearing, you know, feedback from you guys. This is really, really exciting. I've never done this before. So yes. So um, apologize for the potential amateurness of our podcast, but we're, we are learning as, as you do, you know, we're, we're just starting it. We're winging it. We're seeing how, how we go. Exactly. We're winging it guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that was- and yeah, we will hopefully see you in the next episode. Yeah. Thank you for listening to episode one of Wing It. Bye.